You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. I mean, stop singer! Toss on up the first in time to get seven. Three run homer. Robinson can off the lefty specialist Fernando Abad. And the Mariners lead it five to four. Goodbye baseball. Straight away center field. Cano and Cruz go back to back. And the king when the Mariners needed him the most. Two hits over seven scoreless innings. Now here's your host Gary Hill. All right, welcome back. Time for the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Thanks for being here once again. Off-dated Dave for the Mariners. Two games in the book since we spoke last. The Mariners take the series from the Oakland A's, first winning on Tuesday night, a 6-3 victory over Oakland as the former A's playing some long ball in that one. The 0-2 to Alonzo on the way. Swing and a fly ball well hit deep to right field. Going back, Canna to the one-e track to the wall. Leaps up. Goodbye baseball. Yonder Alonzo once again hits one into the wild blue yonder. Home runs in back-to-back games against his former ball club. His 27th home run of the season. A two-run home run for Alonzo here in the top of the fourth. And it's now the Mariners 2 and the A's 1. And a big game for Gordon Beckham. A couple of hits, swiped a bag, but made one of the catches of the year. Yes, indeed. What a double play. (laughs) Gordon Beckham, a fabulous performance on that one. And Robbie Cano with a good quick tag on the throw from Beckham. Well done, gentlemen. The windup and the 2-2 pitch swing and a ground ball through the hole. It short into left field. A base hit from Mike Marjama. Way to go, kid. Your first hit. In the major leagues here on a Wednesday afternoon at the Oakland Coliseum off of Kendall Graveman. Mike Marjama get that baseball for a souvenir. Here it is on a Wednesday afternoon, September the 27th. And Mike Marjama has his first base hit in the major leagues. A one-out single to left field here in the fifth inning. Congratulations, kid. Welcome to the big leagues. Mike, uh, how excited are you this afternoon getting your first major league start behind home plate? What's going through your mind right now? Um, you know, just treat it like a normal game. Um, you know, it's out here, come out and win a ball game. That's, you know, what it is in the big league. It's all about winning. And, um, you know, so come out here. Let's get Erasmo through another, you know, great start. The one he had before was awesome. So, uh, you know, my priority today is getting him through a good start, calling a good game for him, and then uh, put together some quality at-bats and see if we can win this game. What advice have you received from your manager, Scott Service, former catcher, of course, mm-hmm. or Mike Zunino, as you get ready for this uh, first outing in the big leagues as a starter? You know, all these guys really haven't, uh, you know, they give me little, you know, uh, tidbits here and there. Um, but, you know, it's just, you know, slow the game down, you know, just relax, have fun. You know, that's the biggest thing is we all have the ability to play at this level. It's just, you know, can you slow it down? Can you have some fun and, and enjoy what you're doing? And, you know, so, that you know, they're huge with that. You know, we got Chooch and, and Z and, and Skip. All these guys have... Uh, plethora of knowledge so having them around has been huge and you know just listening to them talk about some little intricacies uh, it's really really cool sitting here on the bench over the last few weeks since joining the ball club what have you picked up about being here 
um, that I can play this level and that these guys are that these guys are, are human, right? So yeah. I think we put a lot of guys on pedestals and like they're not mm-hmm. going to make mistakes ever, right? But we're all human. We're all going to make mistakes and, and guys right. are going to miss over the plate and, um, you know, guys are going to swing at balls in the dirt. That's, I mean, this game is really, really hard, right? So you've seen some of the best hitters in the world doing it. And it's just knowing that, you know, that's going to happen, but now it's just about making the adjustment and constantly making adjustments and coming every day to the ballpark trying to get better somehow. I tell people that Edgar Martinez, who's going to go to the Hall of Fame, made seven outs out of every ten at-bats. This game is not easy. No, it's not. No, it's not. But I think, you know, for me, it's it's coming in and seeing these guys, you know, they make adjustments quick, and they, they know themselves. So for me, you know, these next few weeks and going into this offseason is, is let's get out there, kind of take where, where we're at, and then uh, make some adjustments this offseason and get ready for spring. So Special day for you this afternoon. Who's going to be here? Your family's not too far away, are no, they? No, no. I grew up in Northern California here, just outside of Sacramento, kind of between Sacramento and Tahoe, um, up in the foothills. So I'll have my parents here, I believe, tonight or today, uh, grandparents and right. uh, girls here. So, I mean, I got a you know, plethora of family that will be here, and uh, I think they're all excited, you know, I think uh probably more than i am you know but i I guess that's the job of a parent but um you know it's it's i think the dreams kind of finally come to fruition and so uh for them to be a part of it and me be able to share this with all the friends and family that have come down this past weekend and will be down to anaheim as well um it's going to be awesome really cool your dad played ball grandpa played ball any history there in the family besides yourself well no i mean my dad claimed one year he played little league um (laughs) so you know that's what he claims but my dad i mean my dad was like uh, he went to junior college at, at Butte Junior College up near Chico here in Northern California, which Aaron Rodgers went to, and really? he got inducted into the uh, the Hall of Fame there for athletics, for football, I think football, track, and basketball. He was like a three-sport All-American in high school and call, you know, going there. So he went down to UC Irvine and uh, ran track down there. And um, so now I got a little sister that is a senior this year, and she'll be playing. She's got a scholarship to Irvine for volleyball. So, um Pretty pretty cool for the family legacy there, but no, there's no baseball, so I don't know where I got it. And my, you know, he always jokes. And my mom always jokes around, and says, "Good thing I married your dad because if I didn't, I have no athletic ability for you." So, um, you know, it's just I'm just blessed to have the support of family that I do. I tell you what, first major league start. Good luck this afternoon, kid. We'll be watching. Thank you, I appreciate it. James Paxton getting the start in that one, pitching into the sixth inning, and looked strong. Gave up three earned on six hits, punching out five, a couple of home runs. One of those coming in his last inning of work in the sixth, a two-run home run. But after allowing a home run in the first batter he saw, just hung zeros in the second, the third, the fourth, and the fifth, and really looks strong. We'll see if we get to see James Paxton start the final game of this season. The pitch that he hit, I thought was actually a pretty good pitch. You know, I got it in on him, but he, he hit a, he hit, he hit my cap down. It was a good piece of hitting. Tonight, we saw the velocity, but we also saw the game a bit more efficient. What was the change? What was the difference from the last time? Uh, just trying to attack, guys. You know, I found my uh, found my rhythm kind of after the first inning. Uh, started to feel it and stuff, and uh, just feeling pretty good. You know, ball's coming out well. Just attacking the strike zone. Curveball came around today, which was good to see. Um, you know, like I said, just a good step in the right direction for me. Do you want to make another start? Uh, I'm ready to. Whatever they want me to do, I'm, uh, I'm ready to pitch another game. You know, my arm feels good. Um, body feels good, so I'll be ready if they call on me. Why would it be important to, to start another game? What, what would you, why would you want to do that? Just to continue to feel that rhythm and feel uh, like I'm back to where I was before I got hurt. You know, I think tonight was a, a step in the right direction, like I said, and uh, it's close to being back to where I was before I got hurt. How much of that is a confidence thing versus a mechanics thing that you want to see that one more time? Yeah, it's both. You know, um, just every time I go back out there, I feel like I'm getting better and better. Um, like I said, tonight is uh, 
was going the right way for me, and uh, I feel like one more time out, and I'll be back to where I was. It looked like you had a pretty intense bullpen session and discussion afterwards, kind of going through mechanics. What did you want to see, and did you see that from what you were working on today? Just wanted to see myself stay on line, you know, instead of pulling off some pitches, and I think that's what added the velocity, was uh, being able to stay in line, take all my energy going towards the plate. Except the adjustment you made after the first, like your velocity ticked up after the first. Right? Yeah, yeah, I just kind of allowed myself to stay on line. And like I said, found that rhythm with it also. Um, find that, finding that game rhythm with a mechanical change is always the key. So Mariners winning game two of the series yesterday. A different story against the A's. Game three of the series. Erasmo Ramirez not as sharp as he was the time before, obviously, when he completely shut down the Cleveland Indians. But Nelson Cruz... Swats another home run. This one, 117 miles per hour off the bat. The stretch and the 1-1. Swing and a well-hit ball down the left field line. Line shot, stay fair, gone. Goodbye baseball. Nelson Cruz with his 38th home run of the year just gives the Mariners a tie game now at 2-2 with the A's. That is his 37th home run as a designated hitter, and that ties... Edgar Martinez for the most by a Mariners DH. And he's closing in now, number 38 on the season, inching closer to 40. Robinson Cano with a big bash as well. And the 1-0 to Robbie. Swing and a drive, deep to center field. Going and going. Goodbye, baseball. Holy smokes. Don't you know, Robbie Cano with his 23rd home run of the season has tied the game at 5-5 this afternoon. But the A's, after that tying home run of the eighth, the A's win it in the bottom of the ninth. It's one nothing pitch. Swing and a fly ball deep to left field. This one is going and going. Goodbye baseball. Mark Canna with a walk-off home run here in the bottom of the ninth inning. And the Oakland A's win it this afternoon by a score of 6-5. to five. So 6-5, to five, they walk it off. Mariners take the series. 77-82 and 82 now. They'll hook up with the Angels, if you can believe it, the last series of the year. Take a look at that series and more coming up in the podcast tomorrow. Right now, though, let's hear from the skipper. Here's Scott Service. You know, we weren't we didn't play great defense behind him. You know, he committed one error. You know, we, we kicked the ball in center field and allowed an extra, you know, base there that didn't score on a sack flies. And, you know, some balls fall in that, that we had been catching and turning into outs. And then one inning, we think we gave him five outs. And you can't do that in a big league game. You know, that, that hurt us there. But uh, it really, uh, the effort by our guys, and they fought, they battled back. You know, Hanniger, big hit, Cruzy Homer, you know, obviously the Cano, you know, bomb to, to tie it up was, was huge. But, um, you know, I, we had quite a run going against Oakland. I think we had beaten them seven or eight times in a row. You know, it's hard to keep that going. And it is going to be some things that turn against you a little bit. But, our guys, I thought, you know, effort-wise today, they certainly didn't give up, uh, kept battling, and just, just not enough at the end. I thought, you know, the replay call at the end um, certainly did not go in our favor. Uh, you know, and, and times you look at it, whatever, I guess it depends what color uniform you have on and how you saw the play. But you know, I, I clearly saw that, you know, I thought the hand got in there. Uh, big play in the game. You know, it takes a guy to scoring position there and uh, against their closer that, you know, thought we had a chance, just didn't get it done. 
among some of the new guys, you said you expected one of them to have a big game, Marjimo, with a couple of hits, and then get a chance to work with a lot of pitchers. Yeah, you know, he made a nice throw, threw guy out, you know, uh, a couple knocks for him, first major league hit. Uh, he's learning, you know, first game, he had a lot of nerves going into the game, and um, I think once he settled in, he played a good ball game. Uh, so, you know, you throw that many young guys out there, you can, I figured somebody would step up today. Today he did a nice job. Former catcher, when could you tell that he had settled into the rhythm of that game? Oh, I think once he got in the probably the third, third, fourth innings, it calmed down and started talking about the hitters and reading the bat and you know, just get into normal baseball talk. And again, you know, he's been waiting his whole life to get an opportunity to start a major league game. He did it today, you know, got a couple knocks, we almost won the game, but uh, no, good effort, good effort by him. He's got a resume not as sharp as his last time, but what he showed over the last month or two. Uh, Pretty good going forward. Really, yeah, I'm really happy uh, that he's kind of stepped forward as a guy that can be in our rotation going forward. I thought the one thing he didn't do today that we'd seen in the past, in the past you saw him go more north-south in the strike zone. New catcher, you know, that's part of it. You know, Z had been catching him predominantly. I know Chooch had him for a couple outings. But, you know, getting a few balls up higher in the zone, the fastball with ride on it, really helps his stuff play at the bottom of the zone a little bit more effectively. And sometimes you get guys in a little bit more swing mode and stuff like that. But uh, really happy how he's been throwing the ball for us. Not his sharpest outing today, but, you know, overall it's been really good. You got taxes, I did not have one uh, yet. Square a ball off, you know, how it jumps off the bat. We've seen a few of those issues. I don't know if there's been any 117, but and we've certainly seen a few few hard hit balls from him that get over the fence. You know, when he, when he hit the ball, I think it's going to hook foul and just didn't have time. We've seen that in the hard. So, uh, big hit in the game. Here's Shannon Dreyer. I catch up with Felix Hernandez, who has a little extra time on his hands as he's been told he will not make another start this year. He's fine with that, by the way. He knows it's important to get out of this season healthy. Last night, an interesting start for him, a start where, according to everybody, by all accounts, he had absolutely nothing in the bullpen. Felix told us it was so bad that they told Andrew Albers to start playing catch with the outfielders in the warm-ups in case he was needed in the first inning. That, of course, did not happen. Felix gave six innings. He talks about how he got there. Felix, it was great to see you get out there last night and have the performance that you had. And then you, you kind of told us a little story that, Nobody was really kind of expecting you to last very long out there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, the way I warm up in the bullpen was a, it was bad. Yeah, but this this is me. I'm just gonna go out there and compete. Whatever I got, just gonna give the shot and just give me a chance to win a baseball game. What happens? I mean, what are you thinking when you're out there and you're just seeing nothing's working and you get on the hill? What? What are you thinking at that point when you see the hitters? I wasn't thinking at all. I was I just I just seeing fingers, and I was just throwing the ball. I mean, I, I think Mike Mike called a good game, and then we go in, out, up, and in, down and away. We do we do a lot of stuff with curveball changes, and and it works, and it was really good. I know this year's been a tough year for you, obviously. You've never had to deal with the injuries that you've had to deal with, and, and coming back from the injury can be tough, too, and that you just can't find the consistency. What is the biggest thing that you take away from that, and what have you learned from kind of struggle this year? Well, actually, I learned not not, not to get hurt, just <laughs> to stay healthy the whole year. I mean, it's, it was tough. I mean, what I learned is just, I mean, when you're off with your mechanic, it's gonna be tough to pitch but like when you're on yeah, I think you can do good things so I was gonna work on my stuff for the next year a lot of, a lot of exercise for my shoulder 
lot of cardio and all that stuff, and uh, just be ready for next year. You talk about the mechanics. I mean, is this the most off you've been? I assume that you haven't really been used to being off, and so that that's an adjustment too. Yeah, I got to I got to work on that. Yeah, I think uh, I'm gonna call some friends that know me pretty well, and then you know we're gonna work together. And, uh, and then next year I'm gonna be on it. So you're kind of reinventing a little bit, it sounds like. No, I'm just trying to be myself, but what I used to be two years ago. I mean, same mechanic, good rating. I mean. The thing that was when I when I the case, the thing that caused my shoulder problems mechanics too because I was opening too quick, I was letting my oh, my my arm way in the back and then that was the reason most my shoulder was barking a little bit and then now I'm just trying to be on it my mechanic and just trying to be loose. Off season routine last year you kind of invested in doing something different and it sounds like it didn't really pay off for you. It, it did pay off. I mean, I actually feel real good. I don't know. Have, you know, shoulder, the shoulder problem was it happened. It's just baseball. I mean, uh, I'm not a kid anymore. And, uh, but it paid off. It was really good. I think my body just came out real nice when I showed up to spring training. And um, Well, I just got to find a different routine and see what we're going to do this off season. But not as much upper body is kind of what you were talking about. Yeah, not as much upper body. I mean, probably less exercise for, for, you know, not too much weight. Mm, something different. We'll see. I continue my conversation with Felix Hernandez, who starts with a state of the pitch evaluation and ends with an in-depth look at his off-season plan. It was really good. I mean, like I said, I, I think I can throw a curveball any time, any count. I mean, I feel pretty good. It's like my pitch that I can throw. Like, if I walk up right now, I throw a curveball, it's going to be first strike. I mean, I don't know. I feel good with that pitch. and. Uh, I think I feel good with all of my pitches. Well, sinker too is another one that looked like one of your better ones this year. Yeah, it was really good. I mean, the, the game that I threw against Texas uh, a long time ago, <laughs> like in April, I think it was in April when I went seven innings, something like that. Mm. And last night it was really good. We were sinker down the way, and then uh, a lot of ground balls, so it works. Lastly, the changeup is something that we've seen a little bit, a mile or two off of it here or there. Is that something that you plan, or is that something that, are you working to take a little off of that? No, no I'm not, not taking it off. That's my pitch. That's, I mean, I'm, I got a pretty, pretty, I'll be confident with a changeup. I can throw it any time, so that's my weapon. So I'm going to work on it. I'm going to still work on it and keep doing it. What's been fun is how you've mixed them this year. What have you learned about mixing those pitches? Then is I think you know everybody knows me. You know when they get to try, it's gonna gonna get a change. So I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna use more fastball like I did last night, mm. and more fastball, more curveballs, and uh, and we'll see, we'll see, we'll see how they react. It's funny you love to strike people out. You're very upfront about that, but you also in the back of your mind say sometimes that out is going to come better if they make contact. Are you kind of coming to grips with that? I love to strike out people. I mean, I, I love that. I mean, I'm trying to get to three thousand. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm gonna keep trying to strike out people. But if they get contact, the, because they gotta swing the first pitch, they know they know me. They they know they got no chance when they get to try. So they're gonna try and swing early. So. I mean, if you got that sinker up working, and it's going to get quick outs. Yeah, ground ball outs are a good thing, too. Yes. <laughs> hey, off off the field, uh, have you got a trip planned? Are you going to do something fun this year? Not yet. Not yet. We don't got nothing yet. The kickstart kick school in Miami, and it's going to be a tough one because we cannot take him out of school. We, we, we're going to go to Dominican. We have a few weddings over there. Elvis Andrews wedding, and Adrian Belt was renewed his bowl. So that's what we plan right now, Dominican right now. We don't know yet. So the kids first and school first. School first, yeah.
Yeah. Right. The first time in school, we, I got him a home school mm-hmm. all this year, but now it's going to school in Miami. What's that going to be like? Are you going to pick him up at school? Or are you going to do any of the driving or anything like that? I'm going to take him to school. I'm going to pick him up. I mean, it's going to be early wake up for me. <laughs> are you going to cook breakfast? Can you do that? Uh, I think I got my wife for that. Okay. So this is actually a kind of new adventure for you this off Yeah. Yeah, it's different. It's going to be different. I'm, I know I talked to Jeremy, talked to me, and they, they're excited to, I mean, Daddy, when you going to come up? When you going to come over here? When you going to come over here? When you going to come over here? We miss you. We miss you. Oh, I'll be there. Soon the season's over, I'll be there. Yeah, I want you to take me to school. I want you to pick me out of school. And it's, it's gonna be, it's gonna be different. Jeremy is excited too. Uh, Daddy, yeah, did you, you got five more days to get here, right? <laughs> well, yes, baby, I'll be there in five days. Well, Felix, we wish you all the best on the off season, and that actually sounds better than the trip to Hawaii and Africa and wherever else. Yeah, so it's gonna be, it's gonna be a challenge because I'm not a morning person, so it's gonna be a challenge. I know, I know, Jeremy's gonna wake me up every day, like, like. Like he didn't want to, Daddy, I want to have breakfast with you. I'll say, wake me all day. And he starts slapping my face. Hey, woke up. Okay, let's go breakfast. This mean you're going to be early for spring training every day? I'm still not, not that morning person. <laughs> I have to do it because it's my job. I have to wake up because it's my job. It's all season. They're my kids now, so I got to wake up early. I can't wait to see this, Felix. Thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> All the Mariners and the division champions, the Chicago White Sox. This is the first of the final trio of games in 1983 for the Mariners. And my guest is a name that you have heard in every one of our broadcasts, all the way back beginning in March, back in Tempe, Arizona. A new name on the Mariner broadcast. You have never heard from him, and most of you have never seen him. His name is Kevin Kremen, and Rick and I refer to him all the time as our producer-engineer. And he probably is more of a producer than an engineer because... uh, he does so many things so well. First of all, Kevin, I know how you got the job. You are from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tell the friends how you did get the job. Well, Dave, I helped you all out last year in Kansas City, as you know. Uh, in all the cities that we go to, we hire a, a runner, someone who will get us a post-game guest and help out in the booth. And I did that for you and did a pretty good job at it. And at the end of the season, received a call from you and asked if I'd like to be the producer-engineer for next season. What impressed me more than just being a runner and going and getting a guest, though, was your baseball knowledge. Uh, uh, Last year, uh, Kenny Wilson, my old partner, had a a show that lasted about an hour after every broadcast, and you helped also produce that. And you you always have a baseball uh, paper, uh, sporting news. You have the sports encyclopedia, baseball encyclopedia. You're a real student of the game. Where did you pick up your, your baseball background? Well, I come from a large family, and they're all baseball fans. I was raised with baseball, always loved baseball. We lived in Tulsa, and every summer went to Kansas City to see a ball game, or two or three or four, and just grew to love the game and read as much as I could. Played a little bit, didn't play that well, but grew to love the game, and and the the facts, the lore of the game is what I like. The thing that uh, you will find out about Kevin Kremen if you ever sit in talk with him about baseball in the first 30 seconds that he's an absolute nut for the Los Angeles Dodgers always has been a Dodger fan where did that come from being from Tulsa uh, I don't know my, my grandparents were Dodger fans but they were from Tulsa too and my dad was a Dodger fan so am I just always have been we like the Dodgers I still do I, I've become a Mariner fan now but I'm still a Dodger fan 
So you're, you're uh, in essence, if the Dodgers get in the World Series, all of a sudden going to switch your allegiance, become a National League fan? I'll be rooting for the Dodgers. You can be <laughs> sure of that. You can be absolutely sure of that. Kevin Kremen, our producer engineer, my guest from the Kingdom. What has impressed you the most about uh, the Major Leagues? Your first year in the Major Leagues, you're just like a raw rookie, and uh, you're out at the ballpark very early, and we'll get into some of your duties a little later on. But what has impressed you the most your first year going around from city to city? It's been interesting because, like I, like I said, I have been to to ball games but never as part of a ball club and uh, you go from city to city and the, the travel arrangements the hotel most of those things well all of those things are taken care of for you and it's it's nice to see the parks from from this standpoint and to see the players to see the games from start to finish from batting practice and on and just to see how baseball works the, the press facilities at the different parks and how one puts it together one way and one does it another way I, I think that the thing that would impress me, and it did my first year, I guess, as a Major League broadcaster, was, was the travel. And that's most of the things that people hate about Major League Baseball as the years grow on. Because you go to the same cities, you see the same bellhops, you go to the same hotels. And I would think, however, as a first-year guy, just going to the cities themselves would be something of a thrill. Yes, it is. We go to, well, they're great cities. They're all the, be the best cities in America, and we stay in nice hotels. And I enjoy seeing those cities and the things, the, the restaurants. I like the restaurants in those cities. And uh, the ballparks, love seeing all the ballparks. Remember the first park we went to on the road was in Detroit. Quite a thrill. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Kremen, my producer engineer on the Mariner broadcasts here on the Mariner uh, Network all year long. My guests, we have only two more games to go after tonight. And we are really not as smart as we sound. We come up with statistics and figures, and all of a sudden we have something at the tip of our fingers, and you think, how in the world can Neos and Riz have all that information stored? Well, we don't, and Kevin has a big part to do with that. And we're going to find out about that when Mariner Watch continues right after this timeout. Okay, batter up. Here we go with the two greatest trades in baseball history. It's the winter of 1919, and the owner of the Boston Red Sox needs cash to finance a loser Broadway play. So he trades his power-hitting outfielder to the Yankees for $125,000. The play? No, no, Nanette. The player? Babe Ruth. The result? Boston's been saying no, no, Nanette ever since. Now it's 1983, and you've got a car in your lineup that's not playing up to potential. Trade it for a new Chevrolet at your Western Washington Chevy dealers. He's in a must-trade situation right now, which means you can sign a major league deal to get an undisclosed amount of cash for your car. And believe me, J. Michael Kenyon, that undisclosed amount can add up to plenty. So go for it. Now, make your best trade for a new Chevette, a Z28, a Sport. 40S10, whatever looks good, because the game's running in your favor at your Western Washington Chevy dealers. Kevin Kremen, who is the producer-engineer on the Mariner broadcast throughout the 1983 season, and he'll be back in 1984, my guest. Your day at the ballpark begins about 4 o'clock, doesn't it? About 4. I usually get here about 4, sometimes a little before. And on the road, I generally get to a park even earlier than that, the first time that we're there in order to set up the equipment and make sure there's no surprises, get, the, get our dugout connections right for our post-game show and that, that sort of thing. Of course, uh, fans always enjoy being kept up to date on all the other games, and you have the ticker over there that gives you the scores, but uh, you have to prepare sheets for that. Oh, yeah, you get, you get a scoreboard prepared for the for that day's activity around baseball and the games that have already been played and the games that are coming up. 
check back a little bit on their records like we like to keep up with the streaks the different teams are they're winning and losing streaks right then and uh, just get prepared for the game get a pitching chart prepared uh, so we can keep track of that during the game too uh, that is one thing i think that uh, the friends this year that have written me fans that have written me have enjoyed in addition uh, to the information that we have given uh, in the past. That of knowing the number of pitches, the numbers of balls and strikes, and you actually have the same pitching chart that Frank Funk does down there, or the pitcher that's going to pitch the next day, whomever is keeping the pitching chart, and you can look back uh, three or four innings and tell me uh, what the count was when a guy got a single, double, triple, or home run. Well, that started in the spring. I noticed in our first few broadcasts, we'd be watching a guy go and wonder, well, how many pitches is this guy thrown? I wonder, how long are they going to leave him in? I thought, well, let's let's keep track of it so we'll know. And it, it's always better to actually have the fact than just to, to guess. And, and it's it's been helpful. It's been fun to watch that way, too. What kind of baseball games do you like? you like the pitchers' duels or you like the 14 to 12 affairs? I like pitchers' duels. I'd rather see a well-pitched, well-played ball game. And usually a well-pitched game involves a good play in the field. A lot of hitting games. Those are fun. It's great to see the ball go out of the park. Great to hear you call them, too. But uh, those games sometimes get out of control, like our 19-7 to, to 7 game early in the year. But uh, I prefer a pitcher pitching duel. Kevin, you're, you're a tremendous fan, and you really are in on the foundation, I think, of, uh, of a new Mariner look, especially here in the month of September, and here it is the last day of September. So many kids were called up and given a chance to play. Uh, I think the record has suffered because of it, but the kids are going to get a chance to play, and they are going to really be the backbone of this organization. Which of the youngsters uh, has impressed you the most? I like Darnell Coles at third base a lot. He looks like he's going to be a real good ball player. And, of course, I like our right-handed and left-handed pitching tandem of Moore and Young. They look like they'll be around for a few years, too. Ricky uh, Nelson looks like a good ball player. I just hope that we stay with these guys and, and develop them and keep them and add to that, not get rid of a lot of them. Add to, add to the foundation that these young players, it might mean another bad season next year, but you've got to have a little patience with that you got to let your system develop and get a, a, a character like dodger teams go back to that dodger teams are, are always a lot the same one dodger team eight years later it's the same sort of dodger team you got to have a, a, a personality a team needs a personality so that the fans can identify with that and come out see the same players get an allegiance to a guy two or three guys and you get better support that way and better ball clubs that way. Did the Dodgers surprise you after losing, uh, say, in Garvey this year and going with the two kids? They did. Brock and Marshall? They did. I, I, I picked the Padres to win this year, which shows what I know. But uh, that did surprise me. But when looking back, it, it shouldn't surprise you because that's what a good, good organization does. The Baltimore Orioles, they, their team isn't the same as it was three or four years ago, but here they are again in the postseason play. Well, Kevin, you've done a magnificent job, uh, as they say in this business, uh, for our guests appearing on the show, the check's in the mail. <laughs> thank you very much. All right, thank you very much. <laughs> Kevin Kremen, really, for guests appearing on our pregame show, they receive a handsome Seiko quartz watch. Seiko is setting the standard for the world for the future. See the fine selection of Seiko watches at your authorized Seiko dealer. Coming up, Rick will have a look at tonight's baseball scoreboard right after this timeout. See you later!